hey, welcome back, everyone. It's your girl Q. You know what to do or don't. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. And of course, thank you so much for your patience. It has been a month and some change since my last um, podcast release. And basically what happened in the month of June was it was like my mid-year reset. <laughs> and so I was like going through things left, right, be it relationship or, you know, like friendships or even work, honestly, things have just been shifting. Um, and I've had to kind of adjust and really try to figure things out. And usually when things happen like that, the stress or whatever happens, my creativity will, palette just gets all fucked up. <laughs> so I say all, th- all that to say is that thank you so much for being patient. I'm back with a really um, cool episode um, today. I have a person I met off of Twitter via mutual, uh, Twitter mutual, who introduced me to JP. Um, JP is basically a cool ass person. We will get to know them a bit better today um, uh, through this episode and get to talk about um, some mental health things, um, you know, maybe trauma, relationships, um, how they affect us and how they, you know, sometimes they can break down but also build us up and things of that nature so yeah say all that to say you're in for you know an amazing episode um and we're gonna get jiggy with it <laughs> let's see what else i can chop it up before we get into all the serious um this uh, it's july right now so today is july 14th but i'm probably won't be dropping this episode until like the 18th because i'm a procrastinator but um I hope everyone's doing well, you know, checking in, um, seventh month of the year, which I don't know. It is like, I think it's still cancer season, maybe. Yeah, it's cancer season, so it should chill out. Tonight we have a full moon. Man, I tell you what, just hold on to your horses. <laughs> I like to stay inside on full moons. I don't care. I'll definitely stay inside on Friday the 13th. Well, it's Friday the 13th plus it's a full moon. Very, very, very skeptical of that energy. Um, yeah um if anybody out there knows of anyone hiring that can that can i can use them as a referral to like you know shoot me the, shoot me right on the fuck in holla at your girl um you know working at a restaurant isn't really popping like it used to be I, lo- I love being a server i absolutely love 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 like meeting people every day interacting with people like not having a long-term like interaction with them like it's like a short meaningful boom 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 we get it all out great in one little 30 minute 45 to hour seating and you know it keeps not like all at once obviously i'm coming back to the table and whatnot but it's just like my perfect type of relationship with anyone (laughs) uh low maintenance (laughs) but um but other than that like I, i really am just like looking for something with um more security benefits i'm getting old i'm 31 and uh, just hopefully work from home. I don't really know, you know, that's just where I'm at in life. I, I don't wanna do too much, you know, walking and reading around people, exposing myself to different things. I'm really just rambling right now. But anyways, I say all that to say, thank you for coming back. I hope you're doing well. Um, if you wanna hit me up on anything, you know, there's a, the Instagram, uh, DM me, uh, super duper Q. Um, really responsive on there, responsive on there, and uh, that's that. Well, you're in for a treat, like I said. Let's eat.
All right, everybody. Thanks for enduring that ad. You know, I just hope y'all listen at least past the ad. Let me get my little pennies here and there. But no, I'm just kidding for real. Listen to this podcast you're in for some good information. I got the lovely JP on the on the uh, ones and twos, aka the mic. And uh, we're going to get right into it. Um, like again, I said, I met JP via Twitter uh, through a mutual. And, you know, I, like I said, I love having different guests on the show. If you are interested in being on the show, uh, like I said, again, Instagram, SuperDuperQ, Twitter, SuperDuperQQ, and get into it. Also, I love, love, love hearing um, uh, your reviews, your critiques, uh, just any type of responses you have uh, from the, the shows. So, um Hit me up. I, I promise I do not bite hard, but uh, I am here for. I'm here for it. So let's get into it. Hi, how you doing today, JP? I'm doing pretty good. Um, how are you doing today? I'm good. I am tired, but not tired of this. Just tired in general of the world. But I understand that. Yeah, I definitely understand that. <laughs> That's been me literally with like the last two weeks um especially just for work and it's like we just been putting out all type of fires oh man you know? so it's just no break i'll be so excited for friday to come <laughs> okay weekends off weekend warrior all right well i'm glad you're on the show and um let's get to know you a little bit more um let's t- tell me more about your background your interests any fun facts your pronouns for sure and uh why mental health um matters to you Okay, so let's dissect that. So, um, I, first of all, I want to say I appreciate you for having me on the show. You know, um, this is my second time being a guest on the podcast, so I'm definitely excited to get into, you know, mental health and therapy and the importance of it. But a little more about myself. Um, I'm 35, so I'm going to start with my age because I'm, I'm happy about that. You know, a lot of people be like, hey, yo, you don't look like you're 35. I still get carded. So, you know, put me in a dictionary, you know, yeah. under 35 if you want to do that. But right. uh, <laughs> some, some interests. I love basketball. Like, that's my first love. I'm sure. I think I, I read that or seen that about that you enjoy the sport too and play oh yes yes i finally found some basketball to play in atlanta after three years i finally got myself into a league so yes i love basketball (laughs) yes that's so fun but um some other things i love to do is travel i love going to concerts like i'll go by myself i don't wait on anybody i remember when i was younger and i used to wait on people like well i'm trying to wait till such and such get their tickets and then it's all gone no I'm so comfortable with doing a lot of stuff by myself, like, you know, but um, I love concerts, astrology. Um, I'm not a pro at it, but I'm studying my own chart. I love, um, you know, how it really aligns with your personality and who you can, who you are and who you can become. Um, I feel like it's a map to get in and know yourself more and, you know, build off that. So that's definitely something I'm interested in. Um, I love being around my friends and my family. Like I'm that person, you know. When we having like a family get together, a party, and I'm running late, they like, where you at? You know, where you, you know, you ain't here yet. Uh, so you know, I just love to have a good time and you know, laugh with my people, love on my people. Um, that's just really a part of who I am, and you know, I've always had a good set of friends and family. And, a lot of my friends are like 20 plus years I've been knowing them like we started out in high school a few of them 
um, in middle school, but mainly in high school due to basketball. Like I said, that was my first love. It kept me out of trouble, um, you know, taught me so many other things other than just the sport, about, you know, sticking together, about family, just being there for other people. And I grew up like an only child, but I'm not. I have a brother. Um, we're nine months apart. I have a sister as well. She will be 23 this year, I think, something like that. Like, I can't even keep up, but that's just how I know I'm getting older because my sister that I used to change her diapers is like, oh, wow. Oh, now. <laughs> but, um, you know, so I always felt like an only child at home because I lived, you know, my, my, my brother stayed with his mom. We had the same father. And, but me and my sister, we grew up different because... Um, my mom was married, you know, to her dad. So once I got older, then my mom had her when I was almost 13. So, you know, we lived a different life than when I was 12 and under. I would see my brother mainly by, you know, going to your aunts and your grandma house and all the cousins and <laughs> siblings yeah. over there having a good time over the weekend or over the summer out of school. So, mm-hmm. you know, any other time it was just me. And through basketball, I just gained a a true, true friends, camaraderie, people that I can trust, people that I can depend on, and I just always just let them know, you know, how grateful I am for that. Um, I also love yoga. All right. Um, What's your favorite pose? Newly. Say it one more time. What's your favorite pose? Um, my favorite pose. <laughs> I honestly. I don't think I have a favorite pose. I just like where it takes me because I like yin yoga. It's more relaxing. It's more like deep stretching uh, poses and things like that. I probably would prefer to be on the on the floor doing different ones. It's of course, like cat cows and, <laughs> and you know, the um, downward dog. And I, I definitely get in a child's pose a lot. It's really common, like, just randomly. I'll... You know, I might be walking around somewhere in the house doing something, and I'm like, yeah, like something just comes over me, and I'll just get on the floor and just get in that pose for a minute. <laughs> okay. Brings me back to myself. So, um, I didn't get into that really until right before the pandemic, which was like late 2019. Matter of fact, I had just paid for my membership after my like free month trial had um, expired, and when I paid for it, I couldn't even go because they shut everything down. Right. <laughs> but thankfully, I had a yoga instructor that um, thought outside the box and started using Instagram mm-hmm. um, live, you know, and start doing just like donation based. Even if you don't, of course, you can watch because she can't stop you from watching it. But, you know, she started doing the classes on there and everything. And it just kept me sane, you know, through through the pandemic and I just I have a love for it now and I think that it came at the perfect time you know um you ask me a lot of stuff those are a lot of things personal about me but um I guess a fun fact for me is um I started a nonprofit organization the crew love dream that's what I call it um I am the founder I do have a co-founder um she and I have been friends since actually I was in middle school she was in high school and we met through basketball so I was practicing with 
um, the high school girls, but I was still in middle school, so I was, like, going to their AAU practices and, like, all of this stuff like that, so she always kind of just, like, looked out for me and, like, just kind of a sister, like all of them are now, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I asked her to to join me in this um, quest to make the world a better place, especially in our own communities. So what does a... What does the organization? Yeah, what's the organization do exactly? Um, so right now we um we gather, we uh brainstorm and do events. Like some of our first events were feeding um the homeless and or shelter. So we went to a men's and women's shelter. Um, and within the women's shelter, there were kids. I have a friend, uh, one of my closest friends. Uh, shout out to Chef Jamie. Um, she is an amazing cook and uh, she made sandwiches, chips, soup and we delivered those and also um, some care packages where we put some of the things that we felt were necessary and mind you this was um, this was during uh, Valentine's Day I didn't have a Valentine this year I mean that year and so I said I still want to do something like with love like I don't care what it is and I was able to, or we were able to collect over a thousand dollars worth of donations um, in ten days and put all of that together, and then like the momentum just rolled from there. And you know, we fed um, and gifted families for Christmas, like we sponsored a few families, and you know, those types of things that make the real impact and the difference. We um, also worked with. Uh, this this uh, program called Developing Kids. It's like an after-school summer program, and they also um, keep up with the kids like when they go off to college. Mm-hmm. When a lot of people, you know, they don't they don't have that type of support. Like they go and that's it. Mm-hmm. But these people, you know, some of them have known them since they were young in high school, and now they've gone on, been in their program, and graduated. So they keep up and they come back and they even hire some of those people if they fit, you know, fit into that area. And I think that's awesome. And um, so we donated over 90 bags with, you know, some necessities because some of these kids are less fortunate, um, you know, or they, they don't have that family dynamic where their parents are really at home. So they're already there just because they need somewhere to go, you know. And these families are working all these multiple jobs to try to take care of their kids so you know we figure we can do something for the kids because I remember when I was younger um it always meant something for somebody to do something thoughtful for me Mm -hmm. like you know something that actually let me know like you were listening or you know or you thought about me because being a kid sometimes you don't have a voice because adults are just like you're a kid stay in your place Mm -hmm. you know so you already get you already get your voice cut mm. early sometimes. Right. So it's always good to see that you know people still care about the small things, and I felt that was important. I think it went well, and, and yeah, we just going off that momentum. It's been a quiet year this year. It's just life changes and just a lot of things going on. But overall, it's still we're still active. Just you know, gotta get back to it get back to things but like you said life has been life and that's my <laughs> return life been life and for mm-hmm. real you know what I'm saying I make it look good but I have my things that I go through I just you know been in enough therapy to know how to kind of handle it a little bit right 
right? <laughs> right? Well, right on. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, um, oh. and, and then, okay. Okay, okay. You also asked. Mm-hmm. I go about she. I, I'm she. Her. Um, I don't I don't really like to get into all that extra stuff. Like, just, you, you can look at me. You see boobs. You see... I don't have really, like, a manly feature. I feel like sometimes when people mistake me, they're just not even paying attention. Heard. Yeah, I feel like... They're looking at my clothes mainly because I dress in men clothes a lot. So they just see me in clothes and be like, sir, we're meant, like, come on now. <laughs> right. Come on now. You tried it. You tried the wrong one. Uh, yeah. But thank, you, right. thank you so much for all that. that. That was amazing. I just learned so much about you. Um, hoping whenever we meet, we can play some ball. <laughs> Um and keep doing the, the major no, work you're sure. doing. Yeah, I'm I'm always I Oh. My bad. I was saying keep doing the amazing yeah, work no, you're doing. I, I definitely am like this. <laughs> I appreciate it. I will definitely keep doing that. Sorry it's a delay, so I'm no, trying to cool. catch your words. But yeah, I, I appreciate that and um whenever I come down to Atlanta again, we'll definitely have to link up and if you ever come to Detroit, you know. I show you the I failed to mention to the to listeners that JP is in Detroit currently, obviously, as you tell, but we are doing, uh, I'm doing another virtual uh, podcast uh, interview recording, so sorry for any of the, um, you know, te- technical delays that you're hearing or on my end. Um, just bear with us, and we appreciate that. So, um... Well, with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the, the meat and potatoes, the grits and the shrimp, and uh, let's get into what we're going to talk about today with the mental health. All right, so y'all got a feel for JP, and so now it feels like y'all, and we all in the same room, kumbaya, and we're going to learn a little bit more about, um, you know, the background for JP when it comes to uh, mental health and her history within her experiences with it um and i hope this this is resonating with some of y'all who who may need it now who have gone through anything recently uh, definitely chime in stick with us and let's see what you know what aligns all right so uh jp uh, what is your definition of mental health okay so it's gonna sound real textbook but like to really get into the context of it i think it's first of all mental health is gauged by your psychological and your emotional and social well-being okay so understanding that it's a matter of what is the condition or the state that that person is in in regards to those things so are you in a good space or are you in a bad space within your mental health your physical health your psychological and emotional so that's what i feel like the textbook definition kind of is yeah um i did <laughs> I dig it. I think for me, mental health, I just say be like, you know, how is it that you're responding to every day? How ex- external things and how are you processing the internal things and how's it all affecting your, like you said, well being? So, like, it's just all over the place. Like, for me, like, we're currently just in a very weird state. But um, I'm, that's why I'm happy to have this conversation and learn more about, you know, what you guys are saying and stuff like that. So with going off the coattails of that, like, um, so, you know, we connected it off of like you, you being a mental health, getting more into mental health and to carrying into that field, what happened or, or what, why is it important 
Uh, why is mental health important for you? So did anything in particular happen that got you, um, that springboard you into this type of uh, air field or area or, you know, just something you're passionate about? Um, naturally, I think I'm passionate about it because I'm just passionate about um, the human, the human experience, the human race, just how we all deserve um, to feel good in our, in ourselves and the things around us make us feel the same, you know, and without mental health, it's hard to pinpoint those things. It's hard to decide what's good and what's bad for you sometimes because you're so clouded or, you know, so out of the loop and misaligned with, with everything around you and within yourself that you can't do the right things to, you know, thrive. So who's to say or what's to say like what's the right thing for each individual like if you're going through your things like how what's the best way to decide what's good for you you know not like oh should I wake up and make my bed yeah that's good for you but like if you're really trying to you know what I'm saying trying to navigate um let's say you're trying to navigate what's good for you but you not you may not know that this is an option for you or what's good or like uh, you might be stuck like what's the like how how could you get out of something like that i've I've definitely been stuck um uh, many many a times but i think after a while i got tired i just simply got tired of doing the same thing seeing the same results hurting myself hurting others and i wanted to change that um it takes dramatic things for me to change mm-hmm. um, because I'm so tolerant of a lot of things mm-hmm. that sometimes I last a little longer than I should have. Okay. You know, it hurt a little deeper because you know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm just that type of person that you know, gives life so many chances, basically being naive to those signs, those red flags, not just in a person but just in the things around you. Um, and choosing the right things is hard when you are um, when you are stuck mm-hmm. but I think some of the main things that we do we know how to get ourselves out of but we're not conscious in that moment to do it mm-hmm. that self-awareness um, I always say that I feel like a we all are trying to get back to our childlike ways, the things that made us feel free, made us feel safe, um, made us feel happy, and they were all so simple. Oh yeah. Finding finding gratitude when you can't is really what can pull you out of things. You know, you feel like everything is going wrong, but how can I change this into a lesson? Mm-hmm. How can I take um, something I can learn from it instead of it? just beating my ass all the time yeah and you're allowing it you know changing your perspective um those types those types of things can you know help you unlock but at least from for me for myself you know I feel like it's an individual basis everybody's been through different things at a different level and it might be a little harder for the next person but I can speak for myself when I say that and even the just you know, trying new things, um, you know, trying out yoga because I'm like, I need something different. I love basketball, mm-hmm. but when basketball is not available, what else am I doing? I don't necessarily like to 
you know, run track or do that, but I'll ride a bike. You know, I love riding bikes. You know, as a kid, I'm a, I'm home. I don't get home until the streetlights come on because I'm out riding my bike. You know, me and my best friend, we ride our bikes in the neighborhood and yeah. stop it. Some guys playing in the street and we just hoop with them and keep it going. Like, yeah. you know, those things that just made you feel good and you didn't have to have to do a lot to feel good. For real, like that carefree childhoodness, like not having that was my biggest thing as of late is like, how, why, how can I stop worrying about you know, whatever and just and trust that things will be all right? Versus like, that's that's what my mind is always set on something's about to go wrong or something is going wrong and getting out of that survival mode uh, constantly. So, um, yeah, I like that, that you said childlike ways because. That's it. That's that's speaks volumes, boy. I tell you. Um, you about to say something? Did you ask me another question? Yeah. Right were you about to say something? <laughs> oh no, no. I was just drinking my water. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I heard that. Okay. Um, you had mentioned. You said you were you were you come become tolerant and like. Is you, I always wonder. Like, do you feel like when you say? Um, like uh tolerant like we get comfortable in sitting in that pain like because it's like it's something we we're familiar with and all the other jazz versus trying something new like yoga it's kind of like a, a new thing it's unfamiliar territory um like some people will see that as a thrill other people will see that not so much as a danger but like um uh, energy expenditure that they may not possess or whatever so they kind of just sit back into that uh solemn dark place that they might be so that's really cool to know to understand because even with me whatever was going on with me right now like just i started stretching like yesterday i'm like something's wrong like i'm real low right now and i was like you know what i i struggle with something as simple as stretching and i swear i just like started just stretching because i don't really care for it i've never cared for it but it made such a big change and dynamic in my my mood in that moment so I was like, wow, that's simple. But I love laying down, you know what I'm saying? But laying down always aids into this like a deeper depression thing. I'm like, yo, cause you're not serving your body back, you know, like unless it's time to sleep at night, but nah, yeah. Anyways, um, but that's really cool though. When you bike and everything. And you know, I used to bike. I have, I think I told you my bike is an indie and I need to get that thing down here or I need to get up there and get it and bike. Yeah. Yes, it's it's what you said about movement in general is important, and you said you didn't like it, but your body told you. Mm-hmm. And what if you weren't aware? What if you weren't listening to that? You would have never done it, and you would have stayed in the bed. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that once you get a clearer mind and you know a different perspective, push you towards that. And it's just like my like I don't like bananas, mm-hmm. and I try to tell myself to stop saying that I don't like them because now I try to like incorporate them in my smoothies and mm. things where I don't what makes me not necessarily like them I can kind of get away from that yeah I don't like the, the texture of it you know what I'm saying but when it's in a smoothie it's like you taste it but you don't <clears throat> you don't feel the texture so yeah when I think about when I think about that it's like I found another way to you know what I'm saying something I needed even though my body or my mind is like, no, I know I need that. My body was like, bitch, we need some potassium. 
he does. And I'm like, you know what? I know what Nana's give you that, so okay, <laughs> I'm gonna figure it out. But those are the things. Like, if I wasn't self-aware, I probably and I probably was ignoring that. You know, when I was younger, when you were a kid and you moving around, like, help. Nobody talks about how to be super healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're younger, it always starts like once the problems come up. It works, yeah. Now like you now, gotta... they, now you want to tell me. Yeah. But like even my younger cousins and. Um, you know, younger people that I know, I'm like, listen, I'm not trying to be your mom. I'm not trying to be none of that. But trust me when I tell you, like, just try, just try some smoothies. Like my little cousin, she's 16 now, so incredible dancer. Um, and I just be telling her, like, come on now, you gotta, you know, yeah. get your fruits, get your because the water and the Gatorade is cool. I mean, the Gatorade is cool, of course, water, but the fruits and the vegetables you know what i'm saying those things i'm just trying to be a grown-up yeah do it the right way and i just tell people before they reach the super grown-up stage do it now (laughs) yeah i need i need to hear that too because i i suck at feeding myself and like feeding anyone especially feeding yourself is such a a love language it's such a um a big motion of gratitude and just appreciation um you know, for either for your body or, or to, to show appreciation for someone else. Like, here, I'm going to feed you because I don't I want you to be healthy and everything. But, like, I struggle to feed myself because I'm like, I don't want to cook. I don't want to go to the grocery store. I, I'd rather it just somehow just pop up in my lap and I'm eating it. And so, uh, <laughs> that's been a big, big, like, epiphany for me about, like, oh, how am I showing myself love? And how am I going to show myself in 30? I'm 31, like, my body is not going to get any better naturally just by itself like my metabolism's definitely slowed down like bones cracking and things are stiff and I'm like ooh like okay but uh you definitely somebody else needs to hear that too like eat your your veggies and your your fruits more veggies more fruits um and everything incorporate that and so uh yeah that's that's what that's really dope um so uh I definitely um, wanted to hear more about your your talk about your relationship. I ain't gonna hold you like you really hit home for me um, when I heard you in the last one. I know we're gonna have a couple different li- listeners, couple probably all different listeners from the last podcast you did. Um, but tell, can you tell us more about your relationship that um, that really um, got you into more of a separate reflection of who you are, or got to find out who you are through that. Um, to be honest, <clears throat> now that the, the space I'm in, all, all the relationships I've had have taught me something, but um, if I'm remembering correctly, I talked about two, three, but one that I said that one should have really sent me to therapy. Is that, that's the one that you probably referred to. I was like, relationship before that, that one should have sent me to therapy. <laughs> I don't, I don't know whichever one that you feel like puts you into a space. Yeah, I guess whichever one that I had I guess sent you there because I definitely want to talk more about therapy and. Okay, is- so. Short and sweet, but detailed too. <laughs> so basically, I was dating someone. Um, I was probably about 20. 20. 24, 25, like in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, 
she's bad as hell. <laughs> she was bad as hell. Not that I never had like bad women, but you know how you just get that one like Instagram model type stuff, like you know. And the sex was good, you know, just all the things that weren't important. <laughs> all the things that weren't important, and you know, I had already been through a lot in my life by the time I reached 23, 24, 25. Um, so, oh. You know, carrying carrying that trauma into relationships because we know that based on childhood things, your your little person inside of you had been through a lot, and you subconsciously stored that, and now that's how you operate. Oh, so she was you. Know, I, I'm the type of person I can see the good in a lot of people, in everybody, mm-hmm. anybody. I can probably point out something good, but I'll get stuck on that. And I'll start to ignore the other things. Mm. And see, that's where mental health comes in because now you got to know your worth. You got to be confident in yourself. I was lacking confidence. One, because like I wasn't in the space that I wanted to be in. Like I was having fun. I was young, you know, just doing the things that we do at that age. Mm. But at the same time, I was I was fucked up. You know, I'm drinking and going out and partying and just doing all of these things. But in that relationship you know I was having sex just it wasn't necessarily abusive because I'm not an abusive person I definitely don't condone domestic violence but there were times when you somebody takes you to that space and you're like you ready to, you know what I'm saying but mm-hmm. yeah I've never like put my hands on a person but I had to let that part like look normally I just ignore things but you gotta chill or then like when we would argue and things like that it turned into sex so now you like these types of things while we in the moment you know it sounds fun it's like you know makeup sex blah 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 but no it's not healthy mm-hmm. it's not good you know what I'm saying doing just ex- exchanging I was exchanging energy with someone that um was pulling for me you know they were they were taking things from me and I was ignoring it because why because I thought that I could change this person I could you know all, all things all the wrong things like thinking that when you get into a relationship and yeah somebody might act, you know show you love in a certain way and you know it's not the way that you need to be loved or treated or respected but just getting caught up in that needing to be loved and wanting to, to give love no matter what it looked like or the condition of it mm-hmm. You know, just made for a bad relationship for me, and it brought my confidence down, and you know, just all type of things. But once I got out of that relationship, which I had to like cut off cold turkey, life started to change. You know, Mm -hmm. and then I met somebody else, and we got into a situation eventually. But some of those traumatic experiences, trust issues, and all the things that could cause a relationship to go sour. Um, eventually happened because I hadn't healed and I mean I'm not gonna say like I rushed into the situation I was in but it wasn't a lot of time you know I <laughs> they, they say lesbians move yeah. fast but I don't like to move fast I'm not a fast mover and that's not that's a lot of people don't like that mm-hmm. so I we will be in a non-relationship phase for a very long time because I need to know you I'm already private although I'm very transparent but it takes a while to get to know people and I think you do have those moments where it's love at first sight and shit just work out but those are rare occasions you have to vet people 
mm-hmm. you know, because your mind, your body, and your spirit is it's your temple. And the wrong people that you let in, they'll destroy you. And I won't say that I was destroyed, but it definitely harmed other areas, you know, in other relationships. So when the second, when that other, the next relationship had went sour, like basically I snapped, um, not in terms of like violence, but in terms of like, I don't yell, I don't scream. Like I'm very mellow and calm and all of that, but it was a buildup, you know? And then after one more straw, it was an explosion. And instead of being an adult and coming to my partner about it in an adult-like way, because now by this time I'm 26, 27, 28, like, you know, around that age. So now I'm at three three other ages, like, around there. So I, I didn't speak up like an adult, and it was just, like, a whole bunch of blaming and, and accusing without actually stopping to listen. You know, we, we were supposed to be cool and have that type of relationship. And I knew that where we could come and talk about stuff. But it was fuck all that at the time, you know, with my anger and just the things that I allowed to, to build up. And then in turn, you know, I apologize. I definitely tried to make it work for a long time about, like, the incident or the situation happening, like, May that year. And then we ended up separating me out October. My birthday is in October. Shout out to the leaders. Um, but yeah, so eventually like we broke up and after that breakup, it down. I broke down like panic attacks, couldn't focus at work, like, you know, needing my mom, like my mom, I'm like, that's my, that's my best friend for real, but we have an amazing relationship. Mm-hmm. Arms hurt, you know what I mean? Because I thought situation was going to be long term and things were going to develop out of that but you know life laughs the most high laughed and said you thought and that wasn't what happened but what I took out of that was that I had some issues that needed to be addressed um and I knew that I was wrong for the way that I reacted and the hurt that I caused um and I think that when I hurt her it hurt me and I that's the last thing that I want to do I'm a very loving person um I always said like if I was in a beauty pageant and I was Miss USA or whoever I was that world peace would really be my answer but it would be the truth yeah um (laughs) like that's that's how I really feel but um you know I feel like I when I went to therapy I went in because I couldn't do it by myself anymore I couldn't figure out how to be okay at work you know I'm I'm at a call center at the time, so I can't even talk on a damn phone to the customers because I'm breaking down crying in the minute, like, you know what I'm saying, in the middle of the day. Right. So once things start to affect, like, your well-being, which includes your stability, your money, your whatever, you know, that's a problem. And then emotionally, I couldn't handle it either. And that's when I was like, you know, hurting her really hurt me at the end, like, the most so I need to go and figure this out and you know that's when I learned some of the I call them textbook things like I was in like having an impulsive disorder like things like that um not a disorder but 
you know, being impulsive, and there is a medical term for it, but it's not a disorder. But I've always kind of been like a um, ticking time bomb. Mm-hmm. I remember a time when I was in middle school and my mom was sick and I was just going through a lot. And I had a science, I think she was my science teacher. And like, I was quiet. I didn't really say much. I wasn't a dumb kid. Like, I knew how to, you know, mm-hmm. get good grades. And my mom didn't play that. But this one particular time, you know how they had the projectors. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a clear piece of paper. Yeah. And they write the marker and they project <laughs> it on the wall type situation. Yeah. So she kept moving fast. And she wanted us to take all of these notes. Mm-hmm. And I raised my hand like a student is supposed to do. And I said, you know, can you slow down? I'm just, I'm just trying to catch up on that last one. And basically, she just blew me off and was like, you know, well, you need to, like, you need to write, like, something of that sort. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So I left it alone. Then, like, every day, probably every day that week, we had been, like, taking notes. And she did it again. I spoke up again. And then the last time, she said something to me, and I flipped over the desk in class. And I'll say I always had this type of this type of thing mm-hmm. but I've been through things as a kid you know what I'm saying I was going through a situation where my mom was in the hospital and I didn't know what the hell was going on because mm-hmm. I was in, in the sixth grade you know yeah. so people not taking the time out to listen to kids it really translates into your adult behavior mm-hmm. and that that was a behavior that I noticed um and I feel like therapy at that time was for um, how I reacted to some of the things that, uh, uh, you know, how I reacted to some of the things that had me emotional, like my emotional responses. I felt like that part of therapy kind of made me see that. And then I went to therapy the second time, um, which was basically the last time I've been out of therapy for a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like not going to appointments and you know regular check-ins with my therapist and stuff like that she took a leave of absence and just you know needed to shift some things but I guess she's gonna come back but she's already said like she doesn't feel like I, I necessarily need her or need to come back but we maybe can do like every few months just to check in but yeah, that, that relationship started off the, the therapy. I needed it before the relationship, but it took that to actually make me see and realize, like, okay, you can't do it by yourself no more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, do you, do you think you, uh, how do you feel about, some people say, like, get couples therapy before the relationship even, like, really starts, like, off the jump, get couples therapy. Would you do that in your, like, next relationship? Um, I think that I would, but I don't, I don't feel like it's necessary. I think maybe people should, but a lot of times people just want to kind of like experience it and work through it. I'm probably a more of an experience it and work through it as far as relationships. But if my partner felt like maybe we should, of course, I'm not opposed to it because I'm all for it. Um, but if I feel like, you know this is something that we we can work out why we gotta spend the money we know what we need to do yeah i feel that um i think i've only been in couples therapy once and it was in college surprisingly but it didn't help us then because i think the 20 somethings 
sometimes they just it's, it's way past it's all over their heads until you know until they really get out of that weird state but um what's I gonna say so you've been to therapy I know you say you've had some time off from it what do you think that like you say you've learned a few things do you feel like you've um been able to apply those tools and lessons and new knowledge into new relationships or how's that been for you um for sure I think I think being in therapy and now post-therapy that um I have used I mean I do use those tools actively and that's one of the main reasons like I'm so big on it people people actually want to see results before they actually believe that something works Mm -hmm. and um I can attest to and any anybody that knows me and I mean overall I'm a good person you know I I try to do right the best I can but I am human Mm -hmm. but at the same time I feel like um some things are natural to me and I feel like I don't necessarily always use my therapy tools in my current relationships and when I say relationships I just mean with either someone I'm dating or you know just my sister or my mom or you know somebody I'm having an interaction with that I'm close with Um, I think that I've just come to a space where it's natural now you know you practice it enough it becomes a part of who you are and that's the point yeah definitely um that's awesome because second nature um especially for something so positive and good for you is always it's always like nice to hear that well going off of that like um what would you tell somebody who is probably a little apprehensive or struggling to with the idea of going to see a therapist uh, for just in general or like you know struggling with something they've been dealing with the most of their lives and therapy might just be the answer for that what would you tell somebody First of all, I think that you have to go to therapy when you know that you're ready. Mm-hmm. Because you can go, you can go, but are you there? Are you present? Um, you know, you have people that are angry and you got to take anger management with a therapist. But the approach to going to see the therapist was only so they wouldn't be disciplined at their job, not because it's something that they was ready to change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it definitely has to be something that you're you're ready for otherwise it won't be beneficial because you won't focus on it you won't take it serious enough to let the um let it penetrate you Mm -hmm. let it penetrate your mind and um you know if you're not if you're not ready then you're not open either and you definitely um you know have to have a open mind for for therapy and i think along with that um like say have an open mind it also takes time for you to find the right person. Some people go see a therapist and they're like, you know what, that ain't for me because they ain't know what the fuck they would talk like, you know. <laughs> no, I always say that therapy is just like dating, honestly, because you have to find what works, what fits, what makes you feel comfortable, what makes you feel safe, what makes you feel like you want to let let your hair down mm-hmm. in the session, you know, because you're going to ugly cry, mm-hmm. you're going to laugh, you might poot in a chair, you know. <laughs> you just never know what you're going to do around your therapist. <laughs> you know, so you got to find that person that's like your 
therapy person and I call my my therapist my professional best friend because we just we just had that um Dynamic. type of relationship yeah um let me see I think it was something else so it's like dating they're non-judgmental mm-hmm. I mean you you know we go to our family we go to our friends and we have telling them the story because we don't really want them to judge us but we want to hear what they got to say yeah and, and it, it gives you a bias but when you go to therapy this person is a professional there are rules and laws and confidentiality that you don't have to worry about it stays in that room and they don't know you from a can of paint until you tell them what you want them to know and I would hope that you would tell them everything that you feel is necessary to give you the results that you want while you're in your sessions otherwise it, it won't work so just keep those I think it's important to keep those things in mind when you're um, thinking about taking that step I love that I love that thank you for you know putting that out there Um, somebody needs to hear that was it you was it you somebody needs to hear that I even tried to um, do therapy multiple times but just uh i finally thought i found someone i was like okay cool but end up she was really relaxed she was a queer woman she was married to a woman um she was black and i just think that just like me personally i can't do things virtually i have to be in person and so hers was virtual and then on top of that it's really relaxed and so she'd be like what's going on with you and i'm like oh I want you to dissect my childhood, like my childhood trauma. She goes, all right, and we, and it would just be, it would just be too relaxed. Like, I kind of wanted that whole like, let me sit in the chair and you scribble. You could be painting, drawing a picture, but you know, I don't know. Sometimes I just need to let it flow. I just need to lose control and whatever have you. But um, yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad you found your professional best friend. I like that how you put that too. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I told you. Yeah, I understand though. With, with virtual, you know, it it is less connected, even though you can see the person. Mm-hmm. I think it was a benefit that I was able to have therapy sessions during the time where we could actually visit. But when the pandemic started, I couldn't go see her, so we we did it over, you know, teletherapy mm-hmm. and um, things like that. But yeah, it can be difficult when you want that that interaction and that connection. Yeah. Um. What are, some, like, what are some of the most common issues that you've noticed uh, that has affected the, uh, the mental health of folks lately? Like, just in general, like on social media or people you see around you? What do you think? Um, yeah, <laughs> literally social media was the first place I was going to start. It's, <sighs> we have access to anything in the world. We, we see people from Africa, from, uh, you know from Asia and they're teaching us things and yeah it's good but then boom you have a whole other side everything has an opposite where there is good there is evil where there is um, positive there is negative and it's up to us to you know try to put ourselves in a position to receive the right things within those channels you know start following motivational pages and people that really inspire you instead of always following you know somebody that's drinking and smoking like nothing wrong with that that's cool but that's what you always see throw a little something in the pot and see what color it turn you know (laughs) um (laughs) but I think social media for sure just what's going on in the world period so many battles 
mm-hmm. um, spiritual battles, real wars and people dying, um, you know, disease, mm-hmm. uh, cold, like just everything. Literally everything is a trigger for everybody. It might not everything might not trigger me, but everything might trigger you, and everything might not trigger um cat, but you know, she might get triggered by a few things. So yeah, I feel like that um lack of self-awareness that that entails, you know, when you when you go to therapy and start to learn more about yourself you need that self-awareness to be able to make those sound decisions and navigate around those things that are sent to distract you and you know take you off your square and put you in a bad space um toxic relationships like people are in pandemics and got caught in the house with somebody that they should have been let go you know like just oh my god the pandemic is revealing so much yeah you know and and I, i i have said that I feel like every single person should have taken something out of these last two and a half years, whether it's good or bad. And if it was bad, um, what were your responses to that? And how can you improve them? And if it was, if it was um, a positive thing for you, then like yoga was positive for me, you know. But and at the same time, I lost my uncle at the beginning of the pandemic, and without yoga, I don't know where the hell I would have been, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I was taking care of my two younger cousins, his two daughters during that time. Like, I'm, I'm a whole, like, you know, trying to take care of people yeah. going through this and that's their dad. Like, it was just so much stuff. And then I lost another uncle, like, three days later. So, you know, finding those things that kept me afloat and kept me centered were so important and a lot of people don't have that it's out there but they don't even know where to go to find it or not putting themselves in a position to find it or it find them right and you never know where it's gonna where it's gonna come from yeah like even with somebody listening to this or you know getting on twitter finding a group or facebook finding a group and being able to get community community um with that or like you know therapy <clears throat> or a hobby um like you mentioned earlier pandemic i had it, i had mostly negative effects coming out of that um lost a relationship fell out of touch with my creative side um fell out of touch with like working out like i was so stagnant and i'm still trying my best to like get out of that rut to to this day to this day um <laughs> so I feel like it's gonna happen. I think there's like you like there's a big change that needs to happen for me, um, and everything. Now, how would you say your mental health status is right now? Um, I would say good. I have my days, mm-hmm. um, you know, where I don't want to leave the house. I don't want to. I want to lay down a little longer. Mm. Um, and I think that for me. My mental health is affected by what's next for me in life. You know, thinking about next steps. A lot of the things that could bother me, like, you know, I, I know we, we kind of communicated earlier and I was talking about work and how, like, it's just been crazy. Yeah. Although I'm talking about it, I'm kind of complaining about it, I'm still here smiling with you. I could have carried that, you know? Yeah. I could have 
I could have held on to that and just had a shitty mood for this podcast, but those are some things you have to pick them up and leave them, where, I mean, we'll leave them where they are, mm-hmm. you know, that work will be there, the same fire we're going to still be trying to put out all week, so yeah. <laughs> I'm going to disconnect, I'm going to take my break, I'm going to, you know, do do the things that make me feel good because y'all not making me feel good right now. Right. So just having that attitude about life and other things allows me to kind of stay above the madness. Although I'm, you know, I'm human, so my toe might might dip in might dip in that madness pool sometimes. But it all it's all about getting back out of it and pulling yourself out of out of those those things. But also being gentle with yourself because it's some hard times going on. And as much as we want to be productive, we want to open our businesses and get our organization, get to working out, honor your body too. Honor honor how you feel, but that's what's important that you can't have those moments, but in a healthy mental space, you'll know when to come out of them. When you're not in a healthy mental space, you don't really know when to pull yourself out or how to pull yourself out. Mm-hmm. So my, my, my mental health is good right now, I, but I have my moments and I won't harp on them. It's like what goes down must come up, you know, sometimes what's up will come down. But yeah, it's having a strong, not only men, strong mental health, I think it's good to have a good community, good friends and everything. Um, people there for you, you know, it takes a, it takes a, what they say, it takes a, not a tribe. What does it say? It takes a, it takes some, a village. village. There you go. Why can't I remember words? Yeah. It takes a village to... <laughs> No, raise a child, yeah, but for also... sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you go ahead. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like it takes a village, a community, um, support, um, positive reinforcement, all of that. And I think our community is missing that. Everybody's so divided, so separated. And when I say community, I mean black people. Um, you black before all the LGBT stuff. <laughs> That's just the add-on to the bullshit you gotta deal with. But um, I, I feel like us, we we've lost that. I grew up with knowing family and um, how family can be there for you. Like my grandmothers took people in that weren't blood, but they were family. You know, if you needed help and she could, she was there. And I'm the same way, and those things carry over. But as we know, and the world evolved, like these kids are having kids, and the whole dynamic of family has diminished almost, you know. And they don't want you to whoop their kids, you know, but they bad as hell. Right. And I used to get, you know, I got hit on the hand with a ruler at, in elementary school, you know what I'm saying? But they didn't do do too much but they we don't have none of that you know yeah. so having that support system and that and that positive support system somebody can support you but that don't mean it's good support right uh, so yeah that that's that's big village family community all of that i'm all about it 100 mm-hmm. it also is like i think that i agree with that um sometimes I feel like you know social media isn't all good media and I think some people resort to it as a form of their community but also absorb all that craziness too and it's like whoo we are in the age of social media and just people disconnecting from real life 
and dissolving so much into this this uh I don't know what structure timeline life um be it Facebook Instagram TikTok Twitter um it kind of loses the aspect everything's so much faster now like um like people want dating faster um want results faster like uh just the processes of everything is just so much faster and I think that people struggle some people struggle with that if they you know aren't so quick to either not learn per se but just to people are more like me I need slower like I need hey like I can't just get your number we we chat up and we, you call me friend or you call me your boo now I'm like well, I don't know you like I really need some trial and error some more experience and whatever and so I'm like can you slow it down this is like a 90s me I know you you born 80s but I was like that's just I don't know so I just want people to realize like get off your phone sometimes be present um you know and TV I forgot about TV sheesh yeah yeah that's that's news that's where you get a lot of the news too Mm -hmm. but yeah for sure disconnecting is so important because we're always connected like I remember you know pagers and beepers you had to wait till a motherfucker found a page on the phone back (laughs) right if they don't text you back in one in 30 seconds, they got an attitude and you might be blocked and now you got to email them and do a don't check. Yeah. <laughs> email them. And you got to find all the other social medias to like, oh, what's going on? Like, you know, I, yeah. That ain't for me, but for some people, that's what it is. Like, hopefully, when if I have a kid, bring them to this world that just like, you know how some kids will be having sugar. They don't, like, my kid doesn't have sh- gets sugar. And I'm like, yeah, my kid ain't going to get that phone until, who knows? I don't know. It's, woo, chalet. But, yeah. But, but, you know, JP, that was, that's all I had on my end today. Did you have anything you wanted to add? Um, I just want to say that mental health is very important. And don't don't think too much into it you know when you're ready you'll know um when you find that person you'll know but healing it happens on the inside out Mm. you know yes it starts from within you have to even have the mental mental state to want to decide to go and see somebody else Mm -hmm. so i just say take that into consideration be kind be gentle and don't carry everything with you some stuff you just gotta leave yeah okay thank you so much for those ended notes and so some of these people might see your picture or see your page and might want to holla 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 as of today are you are you single (laughs) are you you dating that's a better question i'm single and dating and dating okay yeah like i mean because if you're not in a relationship and you talk to people you go hang out with people that's dating like I'm very I'm very simple like that's what it is until we establish that's what it ain't (laughs) I said I ask I emphasize the dating part because I'm single but not dating so I just try to make like it's hard to like put put that like uh boundary on some people just oh you're single so let me just weasel in there I'm like no stop weaseling it's I don't have it I don't have the capacity to be dating to be getting on people like that so that's why I was asking about the end dating part yeah but you know what I also think like people so concerned with like everything turning into a romance mm. you know mm-hmm. 
we encounter people for different reasons. Don't you ain't gotta always want to fuck me. You can want to learn something from me. You know. Yeah. Vice and I think I think that's why it's cool that you can you can learn to draw that line because you can go out with a girl and she fine as hell and you don't even look at her like that. Like you know what? She cool. She ambitious. I just want to pick up her energy and. Yes. You know, get the get the good vibes going. You need a, a different thing, a change of scenery, but it don't mean like that's what you're looking for. Right. And people mistake that, and then you can't even establish the friendship because you wanted to rush into my pants or my whatever, like you know, <laughs> my pants or my pocket, my pants, my pants on my pocket. They look on the same thing, but they hold two different things. You know what I'm trying to say? You know what I'm trying to say? You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> but. We can, look, we can, we can have a different episode. <laughs> oh, turn up. You're something. You're something. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning into that amazing, amazing segment uh, with JP and I talking about mental health and just all the various um, situations and ways that we come into getting different um point of view perspective all that jazz on these things and i hope you were able to take a bunch away from that um but of course we're gonna end this about a gay girl podcast off with a lightning round fun lightning round and uh, just put uh, jp on the uh chopping block here see see how you can uh respond see what you went to uh, so basically the lightning round is gonna be i'm gonna name off two things and you pick which one is more like you or desirable, whatever, happy, whatever, however you see it. Um, so it's just like a, a few of them and it's a little fun. So you ready? You don't think about it. Just try to answer off the rip. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. See. Here it goes. Uh, money or power? Mm. Don't think. <laughs> Pizza or hamburgers? Pizza. Twitter or Instagram? <laughs> Cats or dogs? Dogs. When going on vacation, you want to go to the city or to the beach? Beach. <laughs> Kickback at the house or the club? Kickback for sure. Alright. Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon Prime? <laughs> you survived the lightning round. Is it hot over there? I know it's hot over here. <laughs> it is. It's a little hot, but I think I did all right. <laughs> That's what's up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's been a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure, JP. I'll have JP's uh, information in the uh, episode description where you can find her on various things and tings and things of that nature. Um, again, if there's, is there anything else you want to say before I, uh, I cap it? No, I'm a, I appreciate the, you know, the chat. It was it was definitely insightful from, you know, your end to hear about some of the things that are affecting you and me being able to, you know, give my knowledge and, and my wisdom on what I feel like therapy and mental health is and the importance of it. And um, I look forward to hearing it back just, just because I think <laughs> it was a dope conversation. And, um, you know... I'm yeah. always willing to come back if that's what the fans want. <laughs> Heck yeah. The fans, my my folks in this building. And I want to thank you again and again and again so much for uh, coming on. Uh, you are definitely a natural at this. Uh, hope, maybe we can talk about some other things. I'm always needing a partner in crime. Um, 
I'd rather, like I tell people, I'd rather do, oh no, I'd rather do a, uh, my apologies, I'd rather do a, a, the podcast episode with somebody else versus just by myself, um, so, you know, we'll see what we can do from there. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for, again. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your night. I hope the folks that are listening in have a wonderful rest of your day, night, or whatever. Uh, tink, tink, if you're, if you're drinking. Um, and if not, that's fine too. But check us, check me out. I'm going to have another podcast episode dropping in July, I promise. I'm going to keep my promise of two episodes a month and not be a lazy, lazy person. And uh, stick with me. Let's get these, uh, let's get this shit popping. Y'all have a good one. Thank you so much, JP. Peace out, y'all.